Listen up, bowlers. Are you looking to gain mental focus over your competition? Do you ever need that extra burst of all-natural energy during league play? MindFrame is the first all-natural supplement packed with vitamins and all-natural ingredients to keep bowlers at the top of their game. Supports muscle recovery and joint support for the day after that long tournament. You cannot continue to neglect your most important tool, your body, if you want to win. Experience the striking power of MindFrame. Visit s3direct.com. That's s3direct.com. Above180.com, taking your bowling game to the next level. Tim Berg and Joey Serrar are ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews and coaching to drilling layouts. Now, from Washington, D.C. and the Bowler's Pro Shop in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, here are your hosts, Tim Berg and Joey Serrar. He's the president and CEO of Underground Bowling Association. Phil, Tim Berg, and Joyce Serrar here. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, thanks for having me this morning. Great. Phil, want to begin. You started the Underground Bowling Association. Tell me how you came up with the idea to start your own bowling association. Well, what was happening was I was you know, in the house one day watching um, bowling on TV, and one of the bowlers went up to the approach, and when he was getting ready to bowl, um, there was some noise in the crowd, and he stopped. And I said to myself, you know, when I go out to the lanes and I bowl with my friends, you know, that's not what we see. You know, we make a lot of noise, we have, uh, we have a lot of fun, and we talk back and forth with each other. So I thought the sport wasn't translating properly. You can go to a high school basketball game, see one of your local teams play, um, and you can feel the energy in the gym. You can go to a professional basketball game, and that energy translates. I didn't see that happening with bowling. So that was the, um, the thought behind starting the Underground Bowling Association. Yeah, and how how long ago was this, Phil? Um, we officially started February two thousand nine. That's when we started. Okay, and, and membership has grown to how many members, or is it teams or individuals? It's go- grown through the roof. Currently, we started off with fifteen guys. Currently, we have around over seven hundred bowlers um, that are part of the Underground Bowling Association, and we officially just started in the Midwest um, two weeks ago. They had their first uh, meeting. Yeah, can you? Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, Phil, can you talk about how how someone is interested in this? How do you start your own team? How do you are you a member? Do you become a franchise? How that all works? It, what happens is, you know, you contact us and um, you, you go about, you know, getting your, your bowlers together. And, and what we what we do is we we, we start. We, our concept is team bowling, um, similar to, I guess you can compare it to any of the other, you know sports teams out there, professional sports teams. You go, go about, you, you, get, you need nine bowlers um, to become an official team, and we design your logo, um, we get you, get you suited up in your, your bowling apparel, and um, we get you in a schedule. Um, it's just really, really that simple. Really that simple. So, so this is not in uh, opposition to the USBC. It's more or less in conjunction with USBC? Oh, yeah, we, we, we don't... We don't um, yeah, we, we, we're USBC certified. We, um, you know, don't, don't, don't see us as, as running or being in competition with anyone. And we think that what we do is unique in terms of um, our competition, the way that we, um, our, our, our um, performance that we have um, in terms of competition. But we do adhere to the USBC standards. So, so if I were to get eight other people as well as myself and, and send in our team to you from Milwaukee, uh, mm-hmm. What would be our next step as a team? I mean, do we? Is there certain leagues we bowl against, or is it just scores against each other, or, or what? What, what? What we would do is, depending upon where you're located at, um, 
So Milwaukee, I think, is considered over in, in the Midwest, correct? Yes. So I would probably put you in contact with a gentleman named um, Otto Ferguson III, who's a regional director um, over in the Great Lakes region. And, you know, we'll get you, get you guys all set up, and we'll, we'll um, get you on our schedule. We'll probably send you an invitation to one of our events. We have um, tournaments, um, but we prefer to call them um, events. And we, we try to have different types of themes, team-based themes. Two weeks ago, we had what was called Battle Bowl, which is sort of like our all-star game, our, our highlight um, event of the year. And each team puts in their top eight bowlers. And they have, um, and you know, the, the, the scratch, um, scratch environment. And, you know, the highest score wins total wood. And we have what we'll call like a lot of call-out matches, a lot of grudge matches. Um, you know, guys who, you know, feel they can beat other guys will, will go against each other. And you'll have something like um, different theme matches, like a, um, we, had, we had two guys who, who really weren't getting along, so they had a, what was called a um, you-don't-have-the-balls match. After the winner of the match got to keep the loser, loser's equipment. <laughs> um, we have um, what's called the shirt-off-your-back match, where the loser loses his jersey to the winning team, to the, winning, to the winner, and the winner gets to keep that as like a badge. You know, um, different, different things like that. We had an event called Last Team Standing where every team would put in as many bowlers as they had from their team. And it's basically um, four, everybody bowls four games, and that's that the field keeps, keeps getting cut in half. And um, until you have one team left, you know, then they're crowned the, the winner. We have um, events like um, Unholy Alliance where you set up a three-man team, but the catch is you cannot bowl with somebody that's part of your franchise. So you'll have three guys from different teams bowling against another team which is composed of three guys from different teams. And the winners from that get to bowl each other and then until there's one guy left. You know, that's, um, the theme of that is the enemy of my enemy is my enemy. You know, so we try to put different spin on things, you know, and not keep it, you know, the same old, you know, like four, seven-game marathons. We, we try to really put, um, inject some fun into what we're doing. And, and the bowling, we all know, the more fun you have, the more enjoyment there typically is. So, so what, what is the cost for this for the average person? Well, what we, what we do, we just charge in a, a franchise fee. If you join one of our 15 regional teams, the teams pay about $125 a year. That's it. Now, internally, the teams might have their own due structure, but that's on the teams for the franchises. The association just collects you know, $125 for, um, per year, and the, that money goes towards, we do a lot of videotaping. And we put a lot of stuff on our website. And that basically goes to cover that. Um, also our, um, our flyers that we circulate um, and other things that we do on the Internet. Okay. And is the USBC uh, promoting this with you? or I mean, are they in your corner or, or do they care less or, or what? Um, no, we, we, we really, as far as though we just signed up for tournament certification and things of that nature, but we haven't contacted them you know, in terms of um, partnering up or anything. So I, th- I think they probably know about us by now, but there's been no formal, you know, partnership or anything. So one of the things that I was noticing, I was checking around on your website, is you guys like, like you said, you create rivalries and you guys are, are big into, um, you know, promoting um, trash talking. We all know sometimes people's tempers can get the best of them sometimes. How do you, I guess, keep bowlers from taking it over that line, I guess you could say? Well, it's, it's, it's all love. There, there's, there's no, there, there's, there's a certain line level you can go up to, but there's a line that you don't cross. Um, at the end of the day, it's about bowling, you know, and, we, and everybody coming to the association with the understanding that anybody can be beat, you know. Um, 
and, and you know, it's, it's, all, it's all done in fun. It's, it's sort of like when you go to a basketball court and, you know, guys are, you know, talking smack with each other. You know, it, it, it's, all, it's all in fun. You know, it's, it's um, and, and we, we use the trash talking as, as sort of um, part of, it is a weapon, I guess, I guess, in a sense. You know, you could use that to get somebody off of their game or, or it can be used to amp you up. You know, but at the end of the day, it's all bowling. It never gets past the point where, where guys actually, you know, start disliking each other. At the end of the day, before we walk out of the bowling center, it's all hugs and, you know, and, and high fives. Are there any exclusions of PBA members, or could I call up uh, seven or eight of my best PBA friends and join a uh, league? <laughs> and any, anyone is welcome. As a matter of fact, I was contacted by Brian Zizek, who's a 2010 Mark Roth PBA champion. He's out here and um, he's located in Long Island, and he was on one of our teams. They called the the Bounty Hunter Li Boys, and um, you know, all of his caliber. Any, anyone is welcome. Uh, we've had um, we we've had, we 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 both to have some of the best bowlers on the East Coast in the tri-state region, and no one's afraid of anyone. I mean, PBA amateurs, anyone is welcome to join the UBA. Right. So, so this is kind of like a, a throwback to match game bowling of, of years ago in other words you're allowed to trash talk to your opponent and to for whatever reason either throw him off his game or motivate him but but you know this is kind of going back in time a little bit but it, it's it's a great idea i think yep and it, like i said it's growing beyond leaps and bounds and would you say phil when people come out and you mentioned some of the tournaments that you guys run are they on competitive shots too or do, are these just kind of um places where you're going to go and you're going to have to sh- average 240 to, like you said, win the shirt off someone's back or win well, a guy's it, bowling balls? It, it depends who's involved with the, um, in, the, in the competition. Um, we, we boast, uh, one of our slogans is we run the house. When we come into a bowling center, we have so many members that basically nothing, you know, nothing else can go on because we, we know we take up so much space. So one of our slogans is we run the house, and we kind of piggyback off of that and do primarily house shots. We like the high numbers, but when we have events that feature some of our higher-end bowlers, like we just had a tournament called the King of Kings, and this is, you know, the, the guys, it's all scratch environment, and so, so sometimes we put out a modified house shot or a sports shot, you know, depending, depending upon who bowls. We don't have, um, we have bowlers averages that range from 130 to 240, so it, it, it depends on the event that we're doing. So, Phil, where, where do you think this is going to go, say, in the next year or two, possibly a, a national tournament of sorts? Well, hopefully beyond that, like I said, we just started had our first meeting in the Midwest. And um, I, I can see what we're doing one day, maybe rivaling something as, um, as one of the other professional sports associations. You know, once, once we're really, you know, solid in, in different regions and have our 15 teams going in each, each region, you know, I, I really see this being something special. Like I said, we really dabble in entertainment. You know, bowling is definitely the underlying thing that we do. But we, we, we want to create an environment where people could come out and have a good time and enjoy what they're seeing, you know, and bring different elements to bowling. Um, like I said, with the rivalry, the trash talking, we want to um, incorporate music, music into it, um, um, maybe some local talents performing. You know, we want you to come out and really have a good time and really turn bowling into a spectator sport, um, similar to what you would have if you, like, for instance, if you turn on the TV and you watch professional wrestling, you know, everyone in the crowd is, you know, middle-aged women and kids, you know, but they, they've come, and, bowl, and wrestling is kind of scripted, but they come out to see the entertainment part of it. That's what we want. We want people to come out and have to see their favorite bowlers and have different rivalries going on every weekend and go home after the event and talk about it. And, 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 you know, and the bowling will take care of itself. 
you know, if we can get it to that point, I think we'll be very successful. Well, Phil, the last question I have for you, there was kind of a controversy again this summer with Jason Belmonte in a water bottle. We talked to Sean Rash. We talked to Jason Belmonte. We talked to him in the, in the, when it happened the first time with Jason in the water bottle. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Because I would think you might be uh, you might have some interesting uh, an angle to that sort of that story and and then uh, how it was handled. Well, I, I don't know what the final outcome was, but I loved it when I saw the because that's sort of like a friend friend of mine, Jeff Lewis, aka the Road Dog. When that incident happened, matter of fact, we were down at Bowl Expo and um, Jeff took pictures with Jason Belmonte and he had a water bottle in his hand. You know that that was that that was things that, that we experienced every day on the lanes and. I, I know that when, when you bowl, it's really a point of, of concentration when guys are doing things, but we like to have fun. You know, something like that is, you know, we, 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 we thought about doing an event where we would put people on, on a pair of lanes, strip the lanes on the side and have people actually standing on the lanes and call it the gauntlet, you know, and see how people perform under pressure when, when guys are, you know, trying to distract you. You know, so I, I thought it was funny. I thought it, was, I thought it, was, I thought it wasn't really a big deal. Because, like I said, there's some things that, that I mean, we don't stand behind people with, with, with water bottles and stuff. But it's sort of like when you, when you um, watch an NBA game, you have a guy at the free throw line. And the crowd is behind the backboard waving these obstacles in your face. You know, trying to distract you. I mean, are you going to fold under the pressure cooker? I mean, that, that, that's sort of like the things that we like to do. You know, so I, I didn't really have a problem with the internet. I thought it was, I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was entertaining. Just like you guys are talking about it right now. Um, when, when else do you sit back and talk about... Um, things that happen at a bowling event, you know, unless something happens. Well, you know, Phil, I think that's what the sport needs. Phil, this is a great idea. Again, Phil Chance, president and CEO of Underground Bowling Association. Phil, please let's uh, let's keep in touch and let us know how this uh, how this progresses as we move forward here. But it was a great uh, great time talking to you and, and some great information. Yeah, I wish you the best of luck, Phil. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate you guys. Enjoy your day. <laughs>